Valentine's Day is here, or maybe just past, depending on when you listen to this. So I decided I'm going to commit the entire show today to Valentine's Day. All the way through the news, and even the show of the week, is going to be another couple. The problem with that all being, I'm just not very good at Valentine's Day. Beginning on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I kind of spin my own little world and web and whatever of all of the little what's-a-who's-its that make up my mind and make fun of stuff and rant and ramble. And you're here. So I guess that means you're somewhat interested in the craziness that is me. So, like I said before, it's Valentine's Day, or specifically, the day this is going up, it's the day before Valentine's Day, but of course, time-shifted medium, so you could be listening to this far in the future, in which case, wow, I'm talking to you from the past. Okay, enough nerding there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I get like that. But, again, being Valentine's Day, ish, I decided, you know what, wouldn't it be nice to just commit the entire show to Valentine's? And like, I, I went from a, hey, I'll have a little Valentine-y rant, to, oh, well, I'll screw it, I'm just going to go all the way through. Lately, little things have been trying to, to feed into the entirety of the show and have a theme. And today I have a theme. And that theme is Valentine's, because I haven't said it 20 times already. That being said, like I said, because I said it, because I'm redundant, over and over again. I suck at Valentine's Day. I, I just kind of do. Um, and it's not like I'm not a romantic type person. I, I'm, you know, if you ask my wife, she'd say, no, I, I take that back. She wouldn't say I'm romantic. Say, There's no denying I love my wife. She would never deny that I love my wife. But she would probably say that I don't give her nearly enough attention. And that's primarily because my wife is an attention sponge. And she's one of those people where if I'm around, I must be paying attention to her. She just, she thrives on attention. It's also known as being a female. Crickets. Yeah, I, I have no clue what the gender breakup of this audience is. So I could have just lost everybody. Or, or, or there's going to be like 20 guys out there, you know, wetting themselves laughing because you know, it's, it's the way guys are. But that being said, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, it's not that I'm not romantic, is that when it comes to like the Valentine gift, I'm terrible with gifts. I'm just going to say I am terrible with gifts in a very general way. It doesn't matter birthdays, Christmas time, Mother's Day, whatever. I'm terrible with gifts. And especially in the case of with me and my wife, she will always say I'm really easy to shop for. It's like, why? Because I'm a food nerd. I'm a general, general purpose nerd. So she could get me like a Marvel movie DVD or a big ass thing of candy, or she could get me kitchens, kitchen appliances. 
You know, she's gotten me coffee mugs and and dough blades and crap like this. It's easy to for her. It's easy to buy gifts for me. From my perspective, not so easy to buy stuff for her. Half because she's picky and half because she doesn't like a lot of things in a very general way. Just frame this for you. My wife doesn't like roses. Other than specifically, you know, Texas yellow roses. Why? Because she's from Texas, so she's partial to the Texas yellow rose. Aside from that, doesn't give two shits about roses. Um, so there goes roses. Roses out the fucking door. So unless I'm going to buy yellow roses, and guess what? It's really hard to acquire Texas yellow roses in Arizona. You can get them, but they're very difficult to find compared to these standard, you know, crazy red roses that everybody's got. It's, you know, you walk around in Texas, you're going to find more yellow roses than red roses, which was annoying as shit to me when I lived in Texas, because I'm not especially partial to yellow roses. And now where I need to get them, it's no longer available. Kind of a pain. Is that irony? I don't think that's irony. That's just uh, annoyance. That being said, she also doesn't like chocolate. So, you know, all those hundreds upon hundreds of boxes of heart, heart-shaped boxes full of various chocolates can't, uh, yeah, that's not going to do anything for her. I'd totally eat the hammer living crap out of those. Like, I love boxes of chocolates and hey, I don't care if it's heart-shaped. I'll get the Whitman sampler just cause. Nevertheless, doesn't do a damn thing for my wife. Really, if if I gave her one of those boxes of chocolates, she'd probably give most of them back to me. That's just kind of it. Um, I mean, not to say that it's my wife's fault that I can't get her anything. And I, I've gotten her yellow roses in the past. I've gotten her... I've done the, the, the cherries berries, which if you've ever done the cherries berries, like the chocolate-covered strawberries, where it's like a softball-sized strawberry with like a quarter inch of chocolate on it, and you need a knife and a fork to eat a damn strawberry... Really expensive. Absolutely worth the price once you see the size of the freaking thing because you're paying like 20 bucks for six strawberries. But again, awesome. Totally worth the money for what you get. But when you have a strawberry that you can eat like it's a pear and you need a knife and fork to really get in through the chocolate, you're not going to get to them very quickly. This is not the sit-down popping bonbons chocolate-covered strawberries, so it takes time, and time and fruit don't get along well. So I, I've gotten them those in the past, and guess what? She doesn't eat them, and they go bad. I've done the same thing with edible arrangements. I've gotten her, again, chocolate-covered strawberries. Why? Because it's a bunch of them in a nice little arrangement, and they're pretty, and they deliver them to her at work, and she has a nice little vase, and now we've got a bunch of them. And much in a similar fashion, they either go bad, don't get eaten by her, they get eaten by me and the boys, or... And again, it's she she appreciates chocolate-covered strawberries. I think everybody, if you like strawberries at all, you appreciate chocolate-covered strawberries. But when you're not a chocolate person, and they're really damn big, you're just not going to eat them. At least not at a pace that outpaces the uh, degradation of the strawberry underneath. Uh, what else? we have done, yeah, the arrangements, the big cherries, berries, like I said, I've gotten her roses before, I've gotten her, but I've gotten her yellow roses and calla lilies, because that's actually her favorite flower. Uh, I've gotten her those in the past, 
And we have cats. Cats eat flowers. You just leave flowers out, especially roses. I don't know what it is with cats and roses. But cats will sit there and eat all the leaves and will sit there and scratch and cats destroy flowers, especially flowers by your bedside. So again, I work at night, so it's great for me because I can stash flowers or whatever, come home overnight with flowers and Valentine's Day morning, she wakes up and there's roses next to her in bed and oh, great. Except by the time we get up on Valentine's morning, the cats have gotten into the flowers and they're half shredded on the floor and I'm kind of screwed. It, it's really one of those, oh, the thought that counts. And again, I'm not saying that it's my wife's fault or the sabotaging of by cats. I do generally suck at Valentine's and I, my, my, my romantic mind says I cannot buy, and I'm just going to be realistic here. You either have to order Valentine's stuff to be delivered on Valentine's Day, you have to get it last minute, or you just have to say screw it and, and get it early. Because if you've ever had to try and get anything for Valentine's Day, a Valentine's Day stuff is expensive. Roses should not be that expensive. Especially like the standard long stem red roses. Everybody grows those. Everybody sells those. That's like the most prolific damn rose in the world. Why am I suddenly paying $60 for 12 roses? I could start a rose farm for $60. This time... In two, like in two months, I could have 500 long stem red roses and it didn't cost me $60. But, yeah, but stuff's expensive and I'm practical. I don't want to spend all that crazy stupid money for something that basic. But that aside, it's, you have to, you have to pay so much money. It's like, you have to get, it's like, oh yeah, I got the, the flowers and I got a good deal on the flowers. I, I did 1-800-Flowers or I did Pro Flowers or I did whoever else is doing a special on, we're going to deliver roses and it's not that expensive. Great. It's like 1995 and you get a dozen roses and a box of chocolates and all these other things that my wife isn't really going to care about. But, and get it delivered to her at work. Oh, it's nineteen ninety five for the roses and chocolates and all that stuff. It's also thirty seven fifty for uh, Valentine's Day delivery. What? Why am I paying almost forty dollars for delivery on something that doesn't cost half that? Um. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. No. Sorry. Screw that. I'm not paying more for delivery than I. I. I don't make Amazon purchases where the delivery is more than the delivery charge is more than the item. Like, if that's the case, I'll buy more shit, or I'll just find another way. But, yeah, that's just kind of ridiculous. Um, but again, I'm not very creative. I'm, I'm like, okay, what do I, what do I do? I'm not the make a crazy flower arrangement. I'm not the big surprise other than like getting flowers for, and leaving flowers on her, on the side of the bed. I, I'm not that creative. I'm not just, I'm just not that guy. I'm, and I'm not the guy who goes way out there and does crazy, ex- ex- impressive things for Valentine's Day. Oddly enough, my brother is that guy. My brother is absolutely that guy. I've seen my brother spend near $200 on a Valentine's arrangement with a shit ton of flowers and teddy bears and chocolates and all this stuff. I've seen my brother do that. That's totally his thing. He's done that for girlfriends' birthdays and Valentine's and... Now he's married now, the Mother's Day and anniversaries, all that. He's done all that. 
he's gone out way outside the box and way crazy, big, expensive, uh, impressive. He's, he's the impress the girls guy. He's totally that guy. I would say he's the prettier one. Some would argue, my wife would argue. Of course, I hope my wife would argue that, that my brother's not the prettier one, but whatever. But he's the go all out for Valentine's and everything guy. That's totally his thing. Just not me. It just is not. And again, I'm, it's not that I'm not romantic. It's maybe because I'm just too practical because Valentine's stuff is expensive. Chocolate covered anything is expensive. Roses are expensive. Flowers. And try and find, like, my wife doesn't like roses. She loves calla lilies. That's, I have to slow down on a calla lilies. Favorite flower. Try and find them around Valentine's Day. It's damn near impossible because everybody is just, we need roses, we need roses, we need roses. Because it's Valentine's Day, you have to have bright red roses or maybe pink roses. And oh yeah, we'll have one set of yellow roses over there because there's there might be Texans in this state. But that's it. It's a billion boxes of, of heart-shaped boxes of chocolates, uh, an ocean of red and pink roses, and about it. And some other little filler flowers if you need something else for the arrangement. That's a, that's the gist of it. And trying to find calla lilies around Valentine's Day is... is I, I'm pretty sure I'd have to go to a nursery, a, a flower nursery, for those of you who don't know who that is. A flower nursery and order them and say, Hey, I need these on Valentine's day. Wait for what are you Valentine's day? Are you sure? And again, that's a lot of work, especially for a guy with four kids, a night job and a full time house. And Oh yeah, two podcasts to run. It's a lot of work. That being, and again, I'm not blaming, I'm not making excuses for, Oh, these are the reasons why I'm, I just generally, I'm not very good at these things. I'm, and I'm a simple person. I am. I, I, I enjoy and I appreciate and I want to be more romantic, but I'm just, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm too practical. I'm too simple that I, I don't want to go and do all the crazy out there stuff with my wife for Valentine's Day. And like, I'd love to, you know, we sit down and have a nice dinner. Fine. I'm totally down with that. Haven't like, you know, have go, and I I don't remember if we've talked about it before. Where we're not the go out to eat people. We are the go find the nice restaurant we like, and do takeout. Like we'll go we'll go to Outback. So we love steak. We love their the the Aussie fries. All that. We'll go to go to Outback. Bring it home. They've got great bread. They do. Um, one of our favorite. Are actually one of our, our favorite steakhouses, Longhorn Steakhouse, where everything there is just to die for, and I totally recommend it for every over every other Texas type whatever steakhouse that I've been to. We've tried a few. That's we won't go there. Get takeout, bring it home, sit down in the comfort of our own home, and be us, and sit there and have great food because we appreciate that more. And I think that's. I guess that's more, that's our date night type thing is, is getting takeout from a great place. Not like Chinese takeout or what, or pizza or whatever. And they're totally those people who they, 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 I guess you say those are those people that go out all the time and they have big date nights and they, Oh, we're going to go out and have a date. But really the, the, the most enjoyment is, 
It's not when you go out to the fancy dinner. It's not when you go out to the fancy place. Even when, like in our case, going out is extremely rare. That is the way outside the box thing for us because with four kids, it's really hard to do. Like, yeah, I've got sisters. I've got nieces and nephews who could watch my kids. I also know it's Valentine's Day, especially for Valentine's Day. I'm not going to ask my sister to babysit for me so that my wife and I can go out on a date. She's married. She's got her kids. She's probably going to want to go out for Valentine's Day with her husband. My oldest niece, she she's in a relationship. She's gonna want. She might want to go out for Valentine's Day. I'm not gonna. You, it's you know how impossible it is to find a babysitter on Valentine's Day. It really is. You've got to find like who do you know who is old enough, responsible enough, and single. And does not give two craps about being stuck at home babysitting on Valentine's Day. That That's a little more difficult to find than you'd think. Especially when you're antisocial and you don't know people. And everybody you know is just family. And guess what? Big ass Mexican family. They've all got kids or they're all in relationships or whatever. I don't have a, a Valentine capable uh, babysitting structure. Not complaining. Just making the point. Um... But we're not those people that enjoy going out. We don't like the social interaction of going out. So we stay in. And I guess that's better for for our case. We enjoy doing that more. But you see those people that do that all the time, that are always going out on dates and always going out to the movies and doing out doing. So they're like, oh, you know, let's they really the, the intimacy, the intimate enjoyment of a date is the, hey, let's order a pizza and rent a movie. Or, or sit on Netflix or whatever and, and veg out. We kind of, that's kind of our norm. We kind of kick back and relax and we're so chill all the time, but we're not willing to go out. We're willing to bring the outside in, but we don't go out. But yeah, it, all of these sort of elements make it very difficult from a, being a, a simple, practical person. To just be to be big and valentiney, and again, my wife craves attention, absolutely craves and demands, literally demands attention. But she also married me, and I'm 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 too practical and simple and basic and blah 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 that it's hard for me to. I cannot uh, shower my wife with the amount of affection that she literally demands. But we're also kind of, we're, we're too practical to really do the kind of, to be able to shower her with said affection. Like she wants all the big grandeur and all that, but she also doesn't want lots of attention from outside. She wants my attention. Hell with everybody else. She wants my, me to focus and pay attention to her and shower her with affection. Uh, to hell with everybody else. Leave me alone. Except for the whole, like, she wanted, she really wanted, she wanted me to order flowers or order something for her for Valentine's and have it delivered to work. Because she wanted, and it's like that that female social uh, status thing, oh, look how much my husband loves me, look at the flowers he sent to work so everybody at work can see the impressive flower arrangement. And then she looked at prices, and then she was like, oh, hell no. Sixty dollars for roses? Uh, hell no! I don't even like roses. 
Oh, $20 for delivery because it's Valentine's Day. Oh, and it's rushed because it's, you know, only two weeks away. No, that's that's a bunch of crap. So she literally told me, do not order something to have delivered at work because it's just going to be too expensive. So I, I I don't know what to do. And again, it's I'm, I'm not that creative. I'm not that out there and big and flashy when it comes to Valentine's and all that kind of stuff. But I want to do something for my wife. But again, practical. Like we've got kids. We don't have that much money. And we're incredibly introverted. So a lot of the things that you would normally think about are not us. So, I mean, I guess I don't... I guess in, in the whole thinking it all out and talking it all out, I don't suck at Valentine's as much on a... I, I suck at it on an impressive level. I don't have an... I'm not an impressive Valentine's person. I'm... I... Again, I love my wife. I, I would like to do more for her at Valentine's. But I'm... I'm a realist. I just can't. I cannot really go much more than something simple and nice and make a nice dinner or order in a nice dinner or whatever we're doing for food for that today. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to have biscuits and gravy. Why? Because it's a southern staple. That being said, I, I just have to, I'm, I'm, it's again, I'm not, not romantic. I'm just not over-the-top, flashy, impressive. I don't try to impress other people. That's I think that's the thing. It's that so many people, when it comes to being impressive at Valentine's, their goal is to... It's not to impress the person you're buying the gift for, even. You're not trying to impress them. You're trying to impress everybody else who sees what you got. Like, oh, he went to Jared. All that crap. Like, oh, he got me a new necklace. Oh, look at the jewelry. Oh, look at the, the hundred fucking roses he got oh look at the the five pound box of chocolates look at the whatever well we went out to this schmancy ass restaurant oh he took me here and we had this and then we had a a, a boat ride and we were on a yacht and we didn't that. No, that's that's the impressiveness of the and the big flashy valentine's it's not for you. It's not for her or him. It's for everybody else. And that's what it is. And again, thinking out loud, Valentine's, it's not for you. And yes, it is absolutely a day where like my wife and I do try to be more affectionate. We do try to do something for each other. We always try to get each other a something. And we, it is a day that even though we we shower each other with affection under normal circumstances. We were like, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Just do a little something extra. And we do love each other. And we like to express that. But Valentine's Day gifts and all that stuff isn't for me. It isn't for her. It's for everybody else. Even she wanted she wanted the people at work to see me send her something because it'd be, it'd be all fancy. And look at what my husband did. It, and it... It's the it's the uh, holiday version of a pissing contest. That's it. That's what Valentine's Day is. I'm not even going to say it's commercial. It's just kind of bragging. It's all just bragging. Because it doesn't matter what I do or what she does or what your boyfriend or girlfriend or dog does. If nobody sees it, it didn't happen. That's, that's the world we're in. 
like Pixar didn't happen. So, yeah, maybe I don't suck at Valentine's Day as much as I don't give a shit what everybody else says about it. Maybe that's it. That's 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 it. I don't suck at Valentine's as much as I thought at the beginning of this. Uh, either way, I'm still committed to this Valentine's thing. I'm committing to this Valentine's show. And therefore, I will now take a break and come back with Valentine's news. Hi, it's Lisa from Small Things. If we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au. And remember to smile. Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters. The podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, The One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast, or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. And now it's time for Valentine's news. Why Valentine's news? Because I said I'm committing this show to Valentine's. And so I, I, I scoured the internet to find stories directly just Valentine-y. Uh, taking the break from my normal weirdness. I have found, I, I have dug something up from the depths of hell. Wait, how's that not Valentine's? Because I have a story about Pokemon Go. That's right. It reared its ugly head again. And by reared its ugly head, I mean they're doing a Valentine. Well, did doing? I know it's Valentine's Day. It ends tomorrow. So. I guess it's a past tense thing, depending on when you're listening to this. But in honor of Valentine's Day, they decided they're going to have a special Valentine's Pokemon Go event where they're releasing extra candy and everybody gets extra candy in the game. And if you play Pokemon Go or did at any time, that's relevant to you. And then they're also going to be like increasing the number of pink Pokemon that are coming out. The catch from eggs and do other crap and the, the, so you're getting lots more pink Pokemon and candy and stuff like that in, in Pokemon because people stopped playing and they're trying to do stuff to get them back. Uh, I, I didn't want to cover it. I really didn't. I did not want to talk Pokemon. 
But there's there's a simple fact of not a lot of news happens around Valentine's Day. It's at least Valentine's related, unless it's something like some crazed murder stuff. So I had to like, no, 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 no. I want the happy Valentine's news. As happy as Pokemon Valentine's news can be. Okay. I don't know if this really qualifies as happy Valentine's news, but it's... I, I don't want to make the Footloose reference, but just about everybody did. An Oklahoma town had to cancel their val- a Valentine's Day dance due to an anti-dancing law on the books. That's right. Anti-dancing law. And what's worse, like I said, footloose. I'm not making this up. This is actually a real thing. Uh, it's Henrietta, Oklahoma, a local business trying to raise money for renovations, decided, hey, we're going to hold a little fundraiser Valentine's dance party thing here and raise some money so we can fix this place up. Great. Great idea. The problem is there is a law in that town, which I really don't understand the detail, uh, the, the why amounting to it, that says there is no dancing permitted within 500 feet of a, a, a church. Why? Uh, no dancing within 500 feet of the church. Of a church, I guess. Um, this particular business happens to be pretty much right next door. 300 feet away. So they can't have a dance there because they're too close to the church. What the hell kind of... Why do you need a law like that? That is... That's one of those... What do they say? Uh, I forget the word. But then, yeah, that's just one of those... Why? 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 Sometimes people dance in church. I know. I mean, some kinds of churches, some kinds of churches, they don't. Some kinds of churches are very humdrum. But some kinds of churches dance. You go to like an old school southern... I mean, granted, it's Oklahoma and all that. But you go to like a southern uh, like Baptist church, somebody with a big gospel choir and something, there's dancing. The choir's dancing. The preacher's dancing. Everybody's dancing. You know, haven't you seen any sort of a, of a, like, black comedy or, or family movie where they go to church? There's tons of dancing. What's, uh, even that, that movie, was Tommy Lee Jones, where he's hiding girls in Texas. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer, dancing preacher. There's, there's some churches dance. That seems like that, like, what if you got one of them big flashy dancing churches in the middle of, of your town? Can they not do, uh, perform their, their normal services on account of you've got a wonky law? Hmm? To be fair, the mayor of the town said, we've, yeah, we've never really enforced this law. So we don't see a problem, but somebody somewhere complained and they had to cancel the, the, the little fundraiser dance and they're trying to change, they're trying to work out the laws and get that law removed because they've realized, Hey, it's a dumb law. We forgot was on the books. There's lots of dumb laws that are still on the books in places. There are laws that say women can't wear red. There's laws that say, you know, people cannot do these, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And, and the, the laws were written at a time where Maybe it was relevant. Maybe it served a function. Now people just forgot it's there because nobody enforced it because it was a dumb law. 
this is kind of one of those. Let him have a dance. Just let it happen. Don't be dumb. All right. I know I'm kind of flying through stories today because I don't want to bitch too much. <laughs> what can I say? It's Valentine's Day. I don't want to bitch about Valentine's Day too much. But in in lieu of a, a jackass of the week, I still managed to find something. I still managed to find just a really, really kind of story. Central Michigan University apologizes for Hitler Valentine's Day card. Let me repeat that. Hitler Valentine's Day card. Somebody, like a young Republicans meeting, some sort of like school uh, club kind of thing, uh, decided it'd be funny to make a an Adolf Hitler themed Valentine's Day card. And hand them out like they, I guess they stuck them all in a bag and then, and people were pulling out random Valentines or whatever. But yeah, obviously the school has apologized and said, Hey, this was not in some sort of official thing. This was just some club thing. This is, we have nothing to do with this Hitler thing. And yeah, I was like, I don't think anybody was going to blame the school at that point. Some schmuck decided to, to make a jackassy Valentine. And, and, and it's, it, it seems like a really bad prank that really wasn't well thought out. But let's see. The card itself, if you pull it up here, it is a picture of Hitler. And it says, my love for you burns like 6,000 Jews. Yeah. Somebody made that. Wow. <laughs> and you can't even, t- like, to do that, it's not, it doesn't even seem like it's a racist thing. It just seems like it's a dumb, I didn't think this through kind of thing. Because anybody who's gonna make a Hitler card doesn't think, really. People, like, because it's not even like it's an insensitivity thing because it, like, I hate to say it, but we're, we're kind of past that. It's not that it's a sensitivity thing. It's just a dumb thing. It's just a disrespectful dude. That's messed up because I don't think it's going to be like emotionally traumatizing for anybody. It's just kind of rude and offensive just on the basis of your, you know, it mentions killing people. That's kind of messed up. It has, it's not even like a crazy Holocaust sort of like, oh my God, somebody's going to be traumatized. Someone's going to need therapy from this. It's because that's the world we live in. But it's a, a dude, that's, that's wrong, man. It doesn't even matter if it was Hitler, the, the, the circumstance of whatever. You know, it could be a death clock Valentine that said something similar, which would totally be within context of death clock, but it would still be just as inappropriate. So, my, my, what would I, what would I call this for Valentine's? I think this guy needs a, a Cupid arrow right through the head. Whoever made these Valentine's, because there were a couple of them like that. They made a couple. And they were equally stupid. So, uh, hats off to you. Now that you've got an arrow through the head, because you're a friggin' idiot. But, yeah, I know. It was a short news segment. Why? Because it's Valentine's Day. Because I don't want to sit there and be all negative 
okay, mostly don't want to be negative <laughs> because because people are still dumb even on Valentine's Day and people still try and milk stuff like, you know, they're trying to, to get you to buy stuff on Pokemon. They still want you to play Pokemon because they're pink Pokemon. I don't know. I don't, I don't play that stuff. I managed to evacuate Pokemon from my, from my phone and all of my stuff, uh, to the, the ire of my children. But I guess it's time to take one last quick promo break and I will be right back with this week's Valentine's kind of recommended listening. What is the Pottern family? Hey, this is Shane. That's not Shane. That's a robot set by the government. And that's Kenny from I'm now. I'm a robot I'm, too. From now that I'm older. More like now that I'm robots. This is Gabriel Russo from the Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear podcast. This is Steve from the Drift and Ramble podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Emily from the Story Behind. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Sean Harrigan from the Cinescape podcast. We are you podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow so follow us on twitter at potter family and use the hashtag potter family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same potter family where great podcasts come home Okay. Yep, that's right. Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks is this week's recommended listening. And much like the last few weeks where I've actually had one, um, this one was totally just a result of timing. Because if you're going to do a Valentine's show, you kind of have to have a Valentine's theme. And the closest I've got in my entire list running right now is Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. And don't let the don't let the name fool you because honestly, when I first looked and when I first saw the 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 logo and the name of the show, it's incredibly deceptive. I will absolutely say from a sake of marketing and outside appearance, the, it's a bad idea only because the logo it looks kind of gothy, the name looks kind of gothy. This is but Completely at its core, this is just a basic couples kind of comedy show. It is a, it's a husband and wife. It's, it's Neil and Annalise. They're just a, a married couple live in Napa, California. And like the, like the theme song there said, they only talk about themselves. I figure I'd warn you. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that because they're funny because it's, not just, uh, you know, oh, I had oatmeal today. How are you? It's really, it's like, he's like old musician. I don't know what his job is right now. I haven't listened to back to figure that out. But she is, she's the nerd, technically speaking. She's like an electrical engineer or some crap with, she's the nerd of the group in this technicality speaking. You know, she's the tech one. He's the musician. 
they're both hilariously weird and wonky and funny. And as much as I, I hate to compare it to, to my own shows, um, I kind of look at this similar to how my wife and I do mom and dad cuss because it's a lot of us just talking about what's going on. Difference being we have kids, they have like a menagerie of animals. Uh, they're, they're big animal supporters. They're, they actually, they give away their merchandise, but you want a t-shirt? You have to donate to an animal shelter, which that's just a great thing. That's just a cool thing. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to, we give away our stuff, but we want to raise money for charity. And honestly, and I'm, I'm going to say this outright. My wife and I have considered doing a very similar thing because of kind of the example that they've set. And I know there are other shows right now that are doing a very similar thing. Uh, in that respect, they've inspired others to be giving. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just really funny. They just tell stories about their lives and, oh, we're, we're going on vacation and interesting stories and funny stuff that happened and the people they meet and the interactions they have. And, you know, stories of going to Target, stories in, in the current right now and here and where we are right now, they're in the middle of remodeling their floors and, and ripping up their carpet and refinishing their, their, their schmancy base, uh, oak floors and stuff like this. And yeah, what the hell? It's, it's the best way I can describe it. Like listening to their show is like hanging out with those, that cool couple, you know, it's like you sit there and you plug them in your ears and you're just hanging out with those cool people, you know, because they're cool people. They're not, they're, they're cheesy and they, they take cracks at each other and they sit there and pick on each other. Because why? They're, they're a happily married couple. That's kind of it. Unless it's all a facade. If it's all a facade and they're actually like, they're always, they're always at odds with each other. That'd be hilarious. I think it'd be even more funny if they actually hated each other and this was all an act. But that'd also be kind of depressing. But they're, they're, they're just funny. That's just the thing. There, there's very little other way to describe them other than just saying they are a really cool, fun couple. They seem like the kind of people you'd want to hang out with. Incidentally, they're planning this big Jamaica trip, and if you check their website at Dark Angels and, and is important because I totally gotten that wrong a couple times, darkangelsandprettyfreaks.com, there's a thing where you can, like, they're going to Jamaica, hey, join us on our trip to Jamaica, we'll make it a big thing. If you can afford to go to Jamaica, go ahead. Um, I'm not about to take that trip again for kids. That being said, they're just cool people. They're just really cool people. And, you know, if I could go to Jamaica, maybe I want to hang out with them. I'm, you know, they live in Napa. I live in Phoenix. We're not really that far apart. They go to Reno on a regular basis, totally within like middle range. And again, I'm not going to Reno. I have four kids. That being said, it's still, yeah, they're just, like I said, there's no other way to describe them just being a fun couple that you just want to hang out with. It's, you're, it's like you're, Listening to them, you're just kind of a fly on the wall. You're just kind of hanging out with your with your cool friend, neighbor, people, couple. And yeah, catching up with your friends. That's what it is. It's catching up with your friends. Listening to them is catching up with your friends, which is very much the uh, the personal nature of podcasting. That's it. They wrapped it up. Because, yeah, they talk about anything. Even in their little description, they're, let's see, they even have a wide variety of interests 
animal welfare, video games, comic books, reading, music, podcasting, travel, NASCAR, music. Yeah, lots, lots and lots all over the place. You know, they, they tell stories everywhere from helping Annalise uh, try and get her boss buying a car about meeting different celebrities because she works where she works. Um, lots of, or just, Hey, hanging out with, this is the cool bartender we met on our vacation. Just whatever fun stories. They're just cool that way. And they tell it in a fun way. And yeah, sometimes they derail the, I think I, I derail more than most, but that's just cause my brain is wandering. Uh, it, it shoots and ladders with, without any direction. That's a terrible metaphor, whatever. But they're cool. They're funny. If you are at all interested in any sort of a couple's show besides mom and dad cuss, because you should totally be listening to that because I, my wife and I are way funnier than, there than I am here. Nevertheless, absolutely, this, this, this is the way to go. Like I said, I, I compare it to our show because we talk about a lot of what's going on. They talk about their lives and what's going on and very much themselves. And, you know, they get, whereas if you've ever listened to mom and dad cuss, we get a lot of cat interference. We get a lot of the cat decides to jump up on the table and, and mess with the mics. They pretty much have to give you fair warning almost every episode of, Hey, the dog's in here with a squeaky toy. Or yeah, you hear the dog's collars and things jingling around. Especially since they're putting in, they're replacing in the carpet and the wood floor thing. Now the dogs echo. Uh, but yeah, it, it's real people just having a cool conversation. And they do a, you know, their little, their uh, favorite five list, which is always kind of just a pulled out of your ass category, but they have fun. That's just it. It is, it's date night with your neighbors and totally fun listen. And I'm rambling because I do that because I think I've talked more about them than I did the news. <laughs> but yeah, you need to check them out. Darkangelsandprettyfreaks.com. But that is going to do it for me tonight. Remember, you can check out all of the links to all these funny little news stories and you can find Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks and all of my past recommended listening suggestions at odddadout.blogspot.com you can you've got links to iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spreaker and wherever it is you want to subscribe it's all right there and if you are so inclined you can leave me a message or a review or whatever and you check uh, leave a review and rating on iTunes cuz you're awesome and maybe I'll read it on the air if you are so inclined and if you want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout or odddadout at gmail.com. And until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.